Blog Talk Radio. that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which will be available in approximately two minutes. See if we can get it going on right now, on our chat room, you can ask your questions, leave your comments, or send your prayer requests. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, true believers, Tapanaka Church, 
Well, our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Logan, if you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. As a matter of fact, right now, our chat room is available right now. Just put, excuse me. I hope everyone had a great day. I hope you all are able to hear me. I'm back on my mic. Had a couple of problems the past couple of weeks, but hopefully everything is going well. Hopefully y'all can able be able to hear me well. Well, starting with the program. Did you know that your trust in God helps you to walk in obedience, which will activate your faith? Most people think that experience is the best teacher. Excuse me. Experience is the best teacher. Experience meaning doing it our way. However, the Bible teaches us that faith is the best teacher. And our greatest display of faith is our walk in obedience. God would rather for us to walk in obedience than to experience the consequences of our lack of faith. So on today's show, we have our very special guest, Minister Tim Green, to talk to us about growing in God and much more in the episode called Faith, Trust, Obedience to God. Let me get him on. Minister Tim Green, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Doing great, doing great, doing great. Can you hear me pretty good? Yes, sir. Good, good, good. Thank the Lord for that. Uh, uh, I want to tell, for those who didn't get the message, um, we had Minister Tim Green to give us the message at our church today. It was definitely, definitely. Those who may be on social media, uh, I have it on Facebook. You all, we're welcome to um, watch it on my Facebook page, and I also I tag Minister Tim Green. But on Facebook, uh, Brother Prater on Facebook or Timothy Green. So, um, Minister Tim, what we want to do, we want to just allow you to be able to just come on and just share with us about faith, hope, excuse me, faith, trust, and obedience to God. Amen. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity, and I appreciate the listening audience that's out there today. And I just want to give God all the praise and the glory uh, and this is something that God has been dealing with me for a while. Uh, you have people today that wonder why their faith isn't activated. And uh, there's a, 
To everything, there's a formula. And to God, there are principles that activate different uh, things in the Bible. And so we just want to deal with uh, activating our faith today. And when we look at our trust in God, as you already said, helps us to walk in obedience, which which will activate our faith. Uh, trust plus obedience equal produce faith, or the two together will activate faith. When we uh, trust God or trust the Word of God, then it says that we will be uh, walking in obedience. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. So we have to hear the word of God. And when we hear the word, the Bible tells us to be doers of the word. And when we are doers of the word and we're walking in obedience and seeing that trust is actually, the trust leads us because of truth. See, the Bible said the truth will set us free. See, and when we trust the truth, we will walk in obedience, and it will produce faith. Uh, many of us would rather to uh, uh, walk out on experience to have to experience a lot. A lot of uh, people won't experience everything in life. And then they wonder why they have so many scars and so many bruises is because they just won't experience uh, everything in life. So uh, I hear a lot of people say experience is the best teacher but experience is actually not the best peer teacher because experience means that we want to do it our own way. And we don't accept uh, listen to advice of others and we don't uh, that have been down the road before us. And I'm not talking about everybody can't give you advice, but there's people that's in your surrounding area. Uh, there's people that we would call wise teachers that can tell us stuff. Why? Because They've already experienced that, uh, 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 and so therefore you don't have to experience it, and that means that you would be further down the road than what you are now because they've stopped some uh, uh, some bad things from happening in your life because they spoke truth into your life. They spoke uh, positive things into your life and which they tried to build character and ethics in your wife and tried to tell you that these things will happen if you do this or that or whatever. And if you don't do this, you can move further down the road. A prime example is most people when they travel, Brother June, you might know this. And they say it's special with men. I don't know because I'm not like that. But uh, a person could be traveling down the road and never have been that way before, and, and sometimes they'll drive for miles and won't admit that they're going the wrong way. They won't stop and ask for advice. They won't get out a map or, or the GPS or anything. They'll just keep driving and try to act like, you know, they're not lost. And then all of a sudden, you look around and you've been driving for a while and you say, you're lost. <laughs> and they say, oh, no, I'm not lost. I'm not lost. Well, this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about today, that, that, that there, are, there are people in your life that could give you uh, golden nuggets, that could give you uh, some good things <laughs> that will help you and enhance your, your living in life 
so that you would be further down the road and, and you don't have to experience all the things that you're going through. See, some of the things we experience, we experience because we just didn't listen. We just didn't listen. And I'm, I'm here today to try to get people to understand that when, when we, uh, we must listen to truth, and when we begin to listen to truth, we must trust truth. And what? Why? Because we do research once we hear it, and we find out that this is true. Everything is right. And then once we hear it, we can begin to walk in obedience. And when we walk in obedience to the truth, and it produces faith. What is it faith? Wait, when it produces faith, what does that mean? It will produce positive things in our life. Faith is a positive thing. Faith what? Always, when you look at the word Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. What? Some action was done to benefit you, uh, whether you were healed, whether you were delivered, whether you were set free, whether you had a financial blessing, or whether whether it, was, it helped you in your education, or whether it helped. Faith, well, this type of faith, when we walk in obedience, when the professor gives you truth, and you begin to trust that truth or whatever the test was that you were getting ready to take, and the professor give you all of this information, and you walk in obedience and, and begin to study the information that he tells you to, what it does, it, 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 it produces something. Why? Why? Because when you go to take that test, what? Many times we will, do, we will have a perfect score on the test because we listen. And see, in life today, we have many people that refuse to listen. You can tell them that this is this is going to hurt you, this is going to harm you, or this person is not good for you, uh, or what you're doing is I've done it before and it's it's not it's not healthy, it's not going to help you. And, but yet, and still today, people say they rather experience it themselves. And then when they get into the uh, the situation. Uh, uh, Minister June, when they get into the situation, then they want you to come along and try to bail them out of all of that mess that they created because they just didn't listen. So today we, we, we want to talk to you to tell you to that we need to begin to find somebody that 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 the season in, in in the gospel of season if you're trying to get education. Somebody that's seasoned in the education field, or somebody that knows what uh, what they need to know to help you uh, uh, to get you to begin to find that person and search them out, so that you can begin to produce in uh, 2019. So you can stop going in the circles that you're going in and and banging your head up against the wall, and and you keep going through this. It seems like every time, about the same time of year, you go through the same thing over and over again, and many times it's because you're not listening to sound advice of others that have been down the road before you. You see, see the Bible teaches us, as Minister June already says, it teaches us that faith is the best teacher. What is the word of God? The word of God is the word of faith. When we dig into the word of God, we will find out that the word of God has all kinds of nuggets. Whether we realize it or not, people, uh, many of the people are, are trying to destroy the word of God, trying to say it's old folk, it's outdated, this and that. But you have businessmen that I know that uses the word of God 
even in their business, and it's producing great business because they're using the principles of the Bible. Right. And they're walking in obedience to those principles. Are you still there? All right? Yes, sir. And so uh, uh, our obedience, when we walk in obedience, that is our greatest display of faith. When we walk in obedience, uh, the Bible teaches us that obedience is what? Better than sacrifice. See, when we walk in disobedience, that means that we have a lack of faith. What? Faith is the word of God that I'm saying. Faith is the word of God. And when we walk in disobedience, then we're walking contrary to the word of God, which will ultimately end us up walking in disobedience and will ultimately end us in failure in some kind of way of trouble in some kind of way because we're walking in disobedience. Uh, and and, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. We'll give you an example. It says in Genesis 3 and 17, said, Then to Adam, he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree, uh, which I command you not, uh, not to eat of, saying you shall not eat from it, Cursed is the ground because you, uh, because of you. And tall you will eat of it all the days of your life. Okay? He's saying in here, you see this here? Because Adam walked in disobedience to God, there was consequences that came with him walking in disobedience. Well, we realize that not every decision that we make will have a consequence behind it. And you have to ask yourself, am I, willing, uh, am I willing to deal with this consequence? Can I handle the consequence behind my decision? That's why the Bible teaches us what? In all our getting, get in understanding. And it says there's much safety and much what? Counsel. This is why before we make real uh, big decisions, before we make decisions that could that, that are going to govern us for the rest of our life, we should seek out uh, uh, good counselors. We should seek out people that would help us, and we should seek out ways that we will not be walking in disobedience. Uh, and see, here it is again in Romans 5 and 19. So it's by one man disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. And that was talking about when Jesus came and he brought us back into the lineage of God because of one man obedience. When Jesus walked in obedience by the Father, when he came down through the virgin birth and when he rose on the third day, well, after he had hung on the cross and rose on the third day, how that he brought us back into fellowship with God and, and through that we now have uh, salvation Amen. We have uh, someone that stands before the throne of God, amen, uh, doing our petitioning every day. And so we, we have to look at these things that, that in our lives, when you uh, uh, get off the air, begin to look and see, see why are you making the same mistake? Why are you going through the same things over and over and over again? and begin to examine that, and then get into the Word of God, then find you a Bible-backed church, amen, that can, can show you 
those that believe in the Bible and walking in the Bible that can show you how to stop making the same mistakes and the, the, the same disobedient things that we're doing. Let me give you two uh, two examples of a lack of faith. Uh, uh, faith, which I call lack of faith, is disobedience now, and it's it's in and its consequences. Not forgiving is a life or lack of faith. Today we have many that have been hurt today, and they are uh, walking in disobedience because they will not forgive. And see, here's the scripture for you. For if ye forgive men that press back, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. What we don't understand that even though someone has hurt us, forgiveness is not for them. Forgiveness frees us of the matter and help us to live in peace and help us to walk in obedience so that when we put whatever petition that we put up before God because we're walking in obedience, God will help us and God will grant those petitions. Why? Because we're walking in obedience. Matthew 6 and 14 tells us, uh, walking in darkness, it says in 1 John, uh, 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 in 1 John 1 and 6 tells us, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. Why? Because we're not living out the truth. What does that mean? We're walking in disobedience. So again, what did I say? I said the formula is that when we when we uh, trust plus obedience produces faith, or either truth plus obedience produces faith. When we put the two together, and because if I listen to truth, I must trust truth, and when I trust truth, I walk in obedience, and then I will produce. So when we have a problem with doing the word, what the words say, then many times we uh, don't trust truth, and so we cannot walk in obedience. So uh, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, the list goes on. We can find many scriptures in the Bible about walking in obedience and walking in disobedience. How that uh, the one that walked in obedience was blessed. Abraham believed God and what? It was counted for him for righteousness. And there are many more in the Bible that uh, Jesus went on and he did what God said and what? He was blessed by doing that. There's many, many, many more. Paul, he changed his whole life and walked in obedience. And look what God did for Paul. Peter, after he did all that he did after Jesus was hung on the cross, Peter began to ask God for forgiveness and look what he did in the scripture. Uh, there's many, many, many more. Uh, you see that the one that when you when you read the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, he said that if you obey all of my commandments and do all the things that I, I've told you to do, that you shall be blessed. Just begin to read the book of uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 11:27 tells us this. A blessing if ye obey the commands of the Lord your God, which I command you today, that we will be blessed if we obey the Lord. By faith, Abraham, as Hebrew 11 and 8, which he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, what did he do? He obeyed God and he went out, not knowing whether he went. To faith also Sarah 
herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him, what? She judged God faithful who had promised. She walked in obedience. So to, to on this show tonight, we're trying to teach you, if you already read the topic, that uh, how that walking in obedience will activate your faith. And so I know there's probably many in the radio land today that they're wanting. We, we preached on faith today, and God has been keeping us around faith and trying to keep us in the avenue or that vein of faith to try to help others uh, to, to not to increase their faith because the Bible says that it was granted unto everyone a measure of faith, but it's trying to teach us how to walk in faith, how to begin to confess that, that we walk, why? Because we walk in obedience. What does obedience mean? Obedience do not mean that I walk perfect every day. Obedience means that whatever the words say, even when I mess up, I find myself still doing what the words say. Okay? Mm-hmm. I messed up. So the word says repent. So what do I find myself doing? I find myself repenting. I, I, I repent to God, but I apologize to man. Because man has no repentance. He has no power over repentance. The repentance comes from God. When God forgives, it comes from God. But I apologize to man for the mistake that I made. And see, in that, by that, that shows that I'm mature and I'm walking in obedience. And I hope that I've said something here. I don't want to take up all the time. But I just want to I want to help us today to learn how to walk in obedience. So because it's time out for us missing out on all the things that God has promised us in the Scripture. And many of us have been believing God for financial blessings. Many of us have believed in God for healing. Many of us are believing God to heal our marriages. Many of us are believing God to do various different things in our life. But many times we are walking in disobedience. And what that means, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, you say, well, the, uh, the Bible calls us, the Bible says anything that we do that is not of faith, it is a sin. So what does that mean? See, we have to have faith. We have to walk in obedience to please God. And so in this uh, uh, subject that we're talking about tonight, we just want you to understand that that you we are, uh, we're just admonishing everybody here to walk in complete obedience. Because uh, when we walk in complete obedience, we open up the doors for not only natural blessings but also spiritual blessings. And, and we have to read, we have to understand that when I walk in obedience. Because every word that blesses means there was a requirement. There was a requirement. There was a principle there that was put in place that if you do this, the Bible even tells us, it, it says, if you be faithful over few, I'll make you what? Rulers over many. If if you be faithful over few, I'll make you many to be. If my people, if my people were called by my name and humble themselves will pray, then what? He would forgive their sins and what? Heal their land. See, the Bible has, he has set up principles and guidelines that we must go by. And when we go by those principles and guidelines, and I call it a principle because people don't like the word rules, uh, 
But there are principles and guidelines that when we go by them and when we live by them, the Bible says that we will be blessed. Now, as I explained to the church today, we cannot judge our blessings blessings based on finance alone. Because there's many people that are rich, but they're still not blessed. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give you one which everybody's talking about now. R. Kelly has many of finance. He has plenty of money. Over a hundred and something millions or billions, I don't know. But I know he has a lot of money. But is he blessed? When you look at the finance alone, you would say he's blessed. But I dare to uh, differ with you because right now he's in a lot of trouble. So he cannot sleep at night. So when we look at blessings, we have to look at the whole picture. When we look at a big deal, yes, he has a lot of money, big house, fine car, but he has a hard time sleeping at night because he has no peace. He has no joy. You can only get peace and joy from the spiritual, which is through Jesus Christ and through the inward working of the Holy Ghost in us. When the Holy Ghost works in us, we can have peace. Even in the midst of our storms, we can have joy, even when we're in unhappy situations. Why? Because the inward dwelling of the Holy Spirit begins to work in us. And when it goes to work in us, it said, I'll keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. He said that if we would uh, delight ourselves in him, he would give us the what? The desires of our heart. Why? Because we're walking in fellowship with him, and when we walk in fellowship with him, he'll give us peace that passes all understanding. And when we begin to pray and seek God's face, when we begin to pray and see God's face, then God would give us an unction through the Holy Spirit to where the thing that we thought was hard to do becomes easy because all we want to do is to please God. So now we find ourselves walking in obedience. And when we walk in that obedience, then everything else, he said, if you seek you first, you keep in heaven, and all is righteous, then all these other things, so all the other things that you pray shall be added unto you. Why? Because you're walking in fellowship with God and you're walking in obedience to God. We cannot have the level of faith that we need in this hour if we're not walking in in, 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 in obedience to God. We can't, I'll repeat that, we cannot have the faith that we need in this hour with everything that's going on in the world if we're not walking in direct obedience unto God. I'll say it again, we cannot have the faith that we need in this hour, if we're not walking in direct obedience to God. And in this hour, we need some strong faith. There's many fiery darts coming from everywhere. We got the government that's all in the rocks right now. They're all in disarray right now. We got even in the, in, in the different church scenes, there's all kinds of stuff that's going over there. In our schools, we got mass shootings. Uh, on the highway, we got people that are shooting people on the highway. In our homes, we got our homes being pulled apart. Uh, we got uh, 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 
on the job. We got all kinds of situations going on the job. Everywhere in our society today, in our communities, in our local and federal governments and state governments, we got everything going on. And if we're not walking in obedience unto God, uh, we cannot have the faith that is needed to pray these things down. Why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we, we wrestle against principalities, rulers of darkness in high places. And so in order to defeat these things, these things are spiritual things. In order to defeat these things, we must walk in obedience to God so that when we get out on our knees and we begin to pray, we are in direct contact with God. And when we are in direct contact with God, he said we can tell the mountains in our life to be moved because we have faith just as a seed, a mustard seed. We can cause the mountains to be moved and to go to other's place. And he said that whatever we believe, it shall not be impossible to us. And so tonight, uh, as we uh, get ready to give the mic back to uh, uh, Minister Prater, and we hope that we've said something about walking in obedience and in and, alliance with God. And we hope that when you get off the radio, amen, uh, airwaves, and you begin to get into your Bibles and you research and you try to figure out how to, to bring manifestation in your life by looking up how to walk in obedience to that different situation. So we thank you, and we're going to give the mic back over to Brother Prater right now. <clears throat> it would thank you. Thank you, Minister Tim. I will say this. Um, I found out, because a lot of times people say, we well, ain't got no faith, ain't got no faith. And um, one thing we have to remember, two things. Number one, God has given each and every one of us a measure of faith. It's up to us That's to be able correct. to build upon it. But also the key thing that made me kind of think, when people say, I don't have faith, I don't have faith. Well, in actuality, everybody has faith in something. Everybody got faith. There are some people who may not have faith um, in God, but they may have faith in their fear. You know, you think about it, they feel like something always bad is going to happen. They don't think about the positive. They don't think about the godly. They always walk in fear. And actually, fear is actually a distorted belief in something that you're anticipating to go bad or something to go negative. You know, there's always, well, you know, I don't care how you may give a person a positive word of a positive outlook. You may them the glass is half full and it's almost full, but they're going to always look at it as, well, you know, it's almost empty. There are some people that are just like that. So, number one, when you deal with someone like that, number one, you have to make sure that you don't allow that to go into your spirit. You can piggyback whatever you want to say after that. Fear. When we look at fear, we have to... uh... Divide it into its proper place. The, there are uh, different levels of fear. In life, there are certain things that we should fear, but we fear it out of reverence and respect. 
other words, if I'm walking down the street and I see a pit bull, I'm not in the type of fear that would torment me, mm-hmm. but I'm in the fear of respecting that thing. Right. And I hope that he respect me. You see what I'm saying? Because yes. the, yes. the wrong fear will cause us to be in torment. And we begin to worry about it so much till it blinds us to the attributes of God and the power of God. Because we have let that fear tormented us. Uh, they say that an elephant is afraid of a mouse. That's what I'm told. I, I really don't know because I, I haven't asked the two. But they say that an elephant is afraid of mice. Now, by you looking at it and you being an individual and a human and an adult, you would say, how is a big old elephant afraid of a mouse? Well, you have to ask yourself that question. There's some things in our life that we let torment us, that in God's eyesight, they're small, they're trivial, but we have allowed those things to torment us. And the scripture mm-hmm. says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of what? Sound mind. Sound mind. So what does the sound mind, why did the sound mind plays in The sound mind is that we have analyzed this thing and we figured out that it ain't what it's supposed to be. It ain't what it's cut out to be. And so I have no need to be afraid of it. Huh? So, so, so we, 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 we must, we must understand that fear will always take us. The wrong fear would always take us into torment. See, we, the scripture says that they feared God, and when you look at that fear, it's, it's another word. And depending on if you read in, a, uh, in the Old Testament or New Testament, if you read in the Old Testament, it'll be a Hebrew word. If you read in the New Testament, it'll be a Greek. Aramaic, uh, that language at that time. And so when you uh, look at fear, when they said they feared God, what it actually meant was they reverenced God. Mm-hmm. And so this, that is a different type of, uh, of fear. But the fear that brings torment in your life, that's the fear that uh, 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 Minister Prater is talking about, that we need to correct that. And, and we, can, we can't go further in God. If you're trying to be a, a pilot, if you're afraid of heights, you have to get deal with that before you can even get on the plane. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so we have to we have to deal with everything in its perspective places. Go ahead, Mister Jim. Now I'm I'm so glad that you just brought that up because a lot of times we don't we I put it like this a lot of times we just think because all we did was just we just if you want to say pray, we just told God we wanted this and we thought that automatically we were going to get this. But we have to understand the importance of walking in obedience to God. And I really think that we do a disservice by not really talking about in detail the importance of walking in obedience. I want always say this. When we walk in obedience to God, even in difficult situations, even when it comes down to conflict with people, when you consult God, when you obey God and you do things God's way, you give him the responsibility of working everything out. But 
if we do things our way, even, like I said, with conflict, I think that's one of the things that even with us as believers, if we sit back and just watch how we deal with conflict as, like I said, as Christians, we're not talking about people who ain't saved or who are not in church, but even as believers, how we deal with conflict with people. A lot of times, if we don't consult God, then we end up damaging a potential reconciliation with that person. And that could be not just in a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, but even with siblings, even with coworkers, even with church members, any person, because we can easily allow our personal feelings to get involved, we end up, instead of going going through God's spirit, we end up going through our emotions, and then we end up saying something or doing something that's not going to be beneficial or helpful, but end up being damaging sometimes permanently. So if we can consult God in every area of our life, and like I say, it's nothing that is too small for us to give to God. You know, that the scriptures tell us if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he shall direct our path or make our pathway straight. And not just in the beginning of a situation, I, when, when that revelation came to me, it really stuck with me because a lot of time we end up doing something and when we realize we made a mistake or even if we didn't consult God, we feel that, okay, I know I made a mistake and instead of us repenting instead of us, you know what, God, I'm sorry. Let me give this to you. Sometimes we feel that even though when we come to the knowledge of us making a mistake, we feel that we have to carry out. We feel like we have to carry it all the way out, and we end up going further than God desired us to. And I don't mean further as far as in success. I mean further in failure. So if we can just Come to the point where, you know what, God, in every area, even something as small as, you know what, God, what should I wear today? Some people may think, oh, you know what, that sounds crazy, but you never know. God may touch in your heart for you to wear a specific shirt because there may be somebody that God may be sending your direction that may be that attention getter, that shirt, maybe that attention getter that God will use as a tool for you to be able to be blessed or be a blessing to somebody. Yeah. So what I'm gonna do right now, I have a few people like they're on the line. So what I'm do, I'm gonna allow the opportunity for those who may be on the line who may wanna uh, ask a question or give a comment or even give a prayer request at this time. Going to the first caller. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Hello? Hello, are you there? Yes, sir. How's it going? Doing great, doing great. How you doing today, sir? I'm enjoying the message that's been sent. Faith is very, very powerful and it's the root to our connection with God. And I'm, I'm just so full of the Spirit, just 
hearing what's being transpired. And I thank you very much for for providing this for us. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, Brother Prater, in so many different ways. I thank God for you and what you bring forth. I ask that you will continue to be motivated in sharing the knowledge that helps so many, so many of us to gain our salvation and get closer to where we need to be in this with the Lord. I thank you very much, sir, and you have a pleasant evening. My honor, my honor. Thank God. Uh, thank God for you, and just know that I'm I'm praying for you, and uh, and I appreciate I appreciate your consistency. I, I will say this: um, this young man that's on the phone right now, um, he's a faithful listener. A lot of times he may not say something, but he's always on the line, and I and I really appreciate your support. You know, and and somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago. Um, because a lot of time when I do, I may get on the air and I may uh, share a topic, but then there are times I may have a guest. And my thing is, I want to make sure to let people know, you know, if no one else will allow God to come in either through a podcast or a Facebook post or whatever, you know, the word needs to be said. You know, God's word needs to be spread. And there are people that are hungry, and you listen to one of them. I'm very hungry for the word of God. And especially in the situations just in life that we deal with. And a lot of times we feel that because we deal with things, a lot of times we feel that, well, you know, like I said, God don't care. or But we have to look at it. God is concerned about every aspect of our life, every aspect, not just the things that he sent us through, but even the things that we go through on our own, the th- the decisions, the wrong decisions that we have made, even the foolish decisions, even the stubborn, hard-headed decisions that we have made, God wants us to be just like the prodigal son, that we can come to our senses. And the funny thing about it, even, uh, and th- this is not jumping off the subject, but you know, just thinking about even the the story or the uh, parable of the prodigal son, when we think about it, even though he left the father's home, even him throwing away his money, even him going and, you know, being with the pigs as a Jew, being with the pigs, that was one of the most foul things that he could have done as a Jew, being with the pigs. But even in the midst of doing all that, not only him coming to his senses, that was beautiful, but no matter what, he was still in the bloodline with his father. But the thing was, even though he was, what, he was DNA related to his father, he ended up coming to his senses to realize who he really was and what he left. And so that's how God God wants us to come to our senses and trust him, obey him, because when it boils down to it, he has our best interest at heart. As much as I, I appreciate, I thank God for me, but I have to come to the realization I don't know myself more than God knows me. And that's the same way we have to look at our own. God knows us. God loves us. How to say the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we have 
may have life and have it more abundantly, which is a better quality of life. So even though I may know myself, I can't provide the better quality of life for myself that Jesus has provided for me. If we can come to that realization of obeying God in every area of our life, and we think about it just in case we want to do things our own way and step outside of obedience and get into disobedience, then think about it, the consequences, the consequences. A lot of time we think about, well, you know, it's just going to be a little slap on the wrist, but a lot of time we don't really calculate the consequences of our bad choices. And a lot of times the consequences of our bad choices don't just affect us personally, but it may affect our family. Affect our finances, our state of mind, or our peace of mind is so many things that the devil would not let you in on on your consequences of your choice. So think about it. If we think about doing something that's outside of God's will, ask ourselves: Is it worth it? Is it worth it, Minister Tim? You're welcome to come in at this time. Uh, in, in, in life, that uh, I, I want to pick back up off the, the consequence. The consequence. Most people don't realize that with every decision that we make in life, there's a consequence. Uh, it, it, you cannot do if if you're on this earth, you cannot make a decision without affecting someone else. But many times we don't include everybody in on our decision because we say that we are what? I'm wrong. I can do what I want to. But not realizing that the decision that you make will affect someone else that's in your life or that's close in your life. If, if, If I choose to quit my job and I've got children and a wife, home mortgage and all that, when I made that decision, if I hadn't, if I don't talk to my wife, then those are the people that that's going to affect, and so it could have irreparable damage because we're not in what in agreement with me quitting my job. I could say I want to go back to school. If I haven't talked to everybody that's around it, because if I have kids and I want to go back to school, then somebody would have to deal with the kids. Somebody would have to do different things. And all of that. And so what? I'm thinking that because I'm grown, I can do whatever I want to. But yet and still, you didn't, you didn't, uh, Paul said, count up the cost. You didn't count up the cost because you did not ask, uh, the people that are involved in the thing that they're involved, that, that you're trying to do. So there's consequences. Uh, I think what was the theory of relativity? What goes up must come down. Yes, uh, there is yes. consequences behind every decision that we make, and we need to make sure that uh, we are ready for the consequences that may come. Yes. Yes, that is so true. What I'm going to do uh, is like a few more people on, on the line, then after uh, those two, we're going to ask, uh, we're going to ask Minister Tim if we can um, have a word of prayer. Let these two people have an opportunity to say something. Hello, welcome to Rick Nemahar Podcast. You're on the air. 
Hello, are you there? Hello, are you there? Okay, we're going to go to the next caller. Hello, welcome to Rigneck My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. You're on the air with myself and Minister Tim. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I've been listening only for a few minutes, but I, I really appreciate everything you guys are saying and and the, the work that you guys are doing for the Lord. It, it's, just, it's just awesome. Um, I just kind of wanted to add a little bit, not really add a little bit, but just thank y'all for bringing out that being obedient to God, number one, is, is what we need to do. And today... I heard in someone's testimony talk about the fear of God. And it kind of, you know, it hit me in a way where I know people sometimes think of the fear of God like something scary. But I would like for people to kind of think of the way it hit me. I thought of it as changing the fear of God to the love of God or to love God. So instead of fearing God, I want to love God. Because he loved, loved me first. And so, to me, I think that loving God and obeying God is one of the things. And when we do that, we allow God to bless us. Matter of fact, we're already blessed. He's just waiting on us to obey him and love him. So I, I just really appreciate everything you guys are doing. And, and saying today you're going to help a lot of people. And so I just kind of wanted to chime in and, and let you guys know I was listening. And, you know, just you guys just be blessed. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, my main thing is, you know, salvation is important. You know, being saved, you know, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's important. But along with salvation, Knowing that because, just in case nobody know it, but, you know, there are three aspects of salvation. The first one, you know, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, he removed the penalty of sin. And after we have accepted him as our personal Savior, then the power of sin, the, the second state, the power of sin or the influence of sin, he helped us. He helped us to overcome the influence of sin as we obey God, as we learn his word, study his word, digest his word, and put it into action. Then it helped us to overcome the influence of sin. And then one day when we die, then the presence of sin will be no more. But I wanted to make sure to at least point that out because that second phase right now we're dealing with this not just those who ain't saved but like I said those who are believers preachers pastors evangelists it doesn't matter everyone that's living right now are in the presence of sin so inside that presence of sin sometimes that influence of sin that power of sin is it can be enticing sometimes it can be very luring Sometimes it can it can be just right in your face, or sometimes it can be so subtle. 
And so God right. will help us to recognize and also even when we encounter the opportunity to sin and we choose obedience, there is a fulfillment. There is a peace that comes when you know that you made daddy happy, you know. That's it's, right. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful feeling. It's like, I mean, I'm a son and also I'm a father. And mm-hmm. I love sometimes to be able to just go there to my dad and give him something and see, man, see him appreciate it. But also, turning the, turning the script, when my son coming, you know what? Here you go, daddy. I was thinking about you and I gave this to you. He made me stick mm-hmm. out my chest, you know. So just right. knowing that just like as us as human beings or as fathers, when our children make us proud because they're doing the right thing, not because of they're trying to get something out of us, but that's their, right. that's their heart's desire. That's their motive. No hidden agenda, but their motive is to please right. us, even when we're not aware right. of what the if you want to say not in their presence. So just think about right. how God feels. And you know what? How to, how to say, I'm giving you a love letter just because. I'm not trying to get anything. That's I'm not it. trying to, look, I'm not trying to make up for any mistake I did. No, I was thinking about you, and I said, you know what? I want to do this not only in season but out of season just because. Right. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, so. So I, I appreciate. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm just agreeing with you. I'm just saying, Amen. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And so I want to say this, just in case someone may be listening, and you know, they may have made some mistakes in the past. They may be making some mistakes right now. They may feel like, you know what? Oh. Look here, I've been a sinner all my life. Oh, I've, I've been doing this all my life, and I want God to help me, but I don't know if He's going to forgive me. Maybe what I did, maybe is so horrible that He won't forgive me. So, Minister Tim, can you talk to those who may be listening, who may feel like they are outside of God's reach or outside of God's love? Uh, the scriptures know that uh, there is nowhere that we can go and we be outside of God's reach. Scripture also lets us know that if we confess our faults, and that word fault is interpreted sin, one to the other, God is faithful and just to forgive us. And so there's, there's no dark area in your life. That Christ didn't die for And that repentance Is there for you And salvation is there For you But the the biggest issue Or the biggest problem is not Christ And it's not God Or the Holy Spirit But the biggest crisis is You must forgive Yourself first So whatever You've done Whatever you've been going through Whatever shortcomings it have been, you have to be able to forgive yourself. And then once you forgive yourself, and once you have repented unto God, then you can't allow that thing to torment you. 
then every time it pops up, you must tell Satan, say, get thee behind me, Satan. I've repented for that. I've asked forgiveness for that. I'm not going to let you let that be a hope in my life. And, I, and, and I'm just, you know, we have to talk to him and get him out of our house and get him out of our mind, our temple. And tell him this is no God, forgive me. Get out your Bible, show you just talk talk to the devil like he's somebody on the street. Just say him, here it is right here. He said that if I confess it, if I if I ask for forgiveness, he's forgiven me. I'm not thinking about it anymore. I'm free from it. I'm delivered from it. And yes, he's gonna try to come back again and he's gonna try to torment you with it again. But you have to stand your ground. You have to stand your ground and, and, and just say what the words say. Don't say what your mind is saying. Your mind is telling you that I've done bad things. Your mind is telling you that there's no forgiveness for me. Your mind is telling me that I might as well give up and I might as well turn around and I might as well go back. But no, that's, that's the flesh that's telling you that because that is the easy way out. Flesh always want to take the easy way out. But I and my, I adjure you today to just begin to confess your sins, and there's nothing that you can't do that God don't love you and bring you back. That's what he's doing. He's standing all the time before the, the gates of heaven. He's over the pillars of heaven with reaching out his hand and say, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so that's what he's doing tonight. He's telling you to come. That's, he, he's using just a few words. He's saying, come right now. Wherever you are out there in radio land, he's saying, come. Come. Come to me, and I'll comfort you. Come to me, and I'll bring deliverance to you. Come for me, and I'll love you. I'll love you back. Just come to me. Come to me. Come to me tonight. And if you do that, and if you answer that, just get on the line right now, wherever you are, and begin to call in and say, Say, say I, I just want to get on the radio line and say that I accepted Christ. I want to get on the radio line and say that I've repented. I was a backslider. I came back to Christ. I want to get on the line and say that I, 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 was, I renewed myself to Christ because I, I feel that I was out of line with Christ. Whatever your condition is, he's saying, come tonight. Come and let me love on you. Come wherever you are. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. You're not... You don't have to have suicidal tendencies. You don't have to let the enemy torment you any longer. Just come unto me. That's what he's saying tonight. I hear him in my spirit. He's telling somebody to pick up that phone right now and call into this radio line right now. Call into it right now, and he's telling you to come. Come tonight. Come to me. Come to me tonight. He said, you know I'm your only hope. You know I'm your only friend. You know I'm your only lover. You know I'm the only person that cares for you. He said, I'll lead you and I'll guide you, and I'll make your way prosperous if you just come to me tonight. Somebody ought to say glory tonight because God is in the blessed business. God is trying to turn us around and see, it, 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 don't get caught up with this new age movement about is God black or is God white, God this, God that. You think about it. Jesus might have left here as a Hebrew, but when he went away, he became a spirit. There is no color in a spirit. He said there's neither Jew, Gentile, Greek, none of that. That doesn't matter. Don't think about that. Just understand that the spirit of God wants to enter into you. A God, a big God like that wants to enter into you, and he wants to lead you and to guide you and protect you and just love on you. And all you have to do is to accept him and accept his teachings and accept his guidance 
and God will do that very thing in your life tonight. So I'm going to get off the air and let Minister June come back home. But I'm believing there's somebody out there that wants to call in tonight. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just call in and let us know what God is doing in your life. Yes, yes. And even right now, what was on my heart, I felt the need to talk to those who may have not only the unforgiveness towards themselves, towards others, towards themselves, but also even that that anger, that anger. A lot of times it's misdirected anger. They're so angry at themselves that they end up taking out their anger on other people. I'm praying that God touch your heart right now and let you know that he has forgiveness for you. Forgiveness for you for the for you to be able to accept and receive that forgiveness from God for yourself. And also knowing that God wants to forgive you, but also as much as God wants you to receive his forgiveness, he wants you to forgive yourself. So we praying that God come in right now to come and touch the hearts and mind of his people right now. No matter how long you've been doing what you've been doing, no matter how long you've been feeling that, you know what, you're unloved, uh, God won't accept me. Know that you can go to God right now. There is no distance. I don't care how far you've gone. God is still a repentance away. You ask God to forgive you. You receive his forgiveness. And know that no matter how long you've been dealing with it, you can start a new day today right now. Know that God still have a purpose and plan for you in your life. Now, true enough, there are some consequences that we may deal with because of our choices. But know that God loves us enough. Not only he want to forgive us, but he want to even help us to deal with the consequences of our choice. So know that God right now, he wants you to, listen, if you are listening right now, if this hitting you, then it's not a coincidence that you are listening to something that is affecting you right now because like I always tell people I don't know you minister Tim may not know you but God knows you so know that the same God that rose Lazarus from the dead that rose many others one in the Old Testament many in the New Testament is the same one that want to deliver you from whatever you in that's physically mentally emotionally financially whatever it is he's concerned about Every aspect of your life, even when you sleep, he's watching over you. Even when you think that nobody cares, he's still watching over you. So you don't ever have to feel unloved or unreachable. No, like um, a Sunday school teacher always say about Snoopy, he says, lovable but huggable. And know that God sees you at the same way. Think about it. God loved you so much. He died on the cross for you. He sent his son to die on the cross for you even before you came to the world. Even before you came into the scene, he set the stage for you to have help. Not only while you're here, but before you got here. And no, he said in his word that he would never leave nor forsake you. He would never abandon you or treat you like an orphan. And also, get this, even in the Bible, it says that he is married to the backslider. So know that God is committed to you. But how about we be committed to him? How about we come back to him? 
So know that no matter what you've been dealing with, I don't care what type of addiction that you have been dealing with, know that that addiction, that whatever it was or whatever whatever is going on, that addiction does not supersede the power and anointing that Jesus Christ has. So know that every name that has a name must submit to the word of God. And that pertains to your issues, your situation. And also we holding up every family. We holding up every marriage. We holding up every situation, especially in this time right now. There are many people that may not be making they're uh, making money because of the, they say the government is shut down. But I don't care how the government is shut down. Heaven's doors are always open. Heaven's windows are always open. And I don't care what the legislators may say, what's going to open. Nobody can shut God's word or heaven's windows down. I don't care how people may try to shut down the government. Nobody can stop God from blessing you or providing for you. So we're going to put our trust in God, not in man. We're going to put our obedience in God and know that everything that is going on right now in your life, utilize it as an opportunity for God to show himself strong on your behalf. And I will say this, if you think that your past is too too bad, that God can't turn your life around, you need to look at David. You need to look in the New Testament, a young man named Saul. He was a what? He was a Christian killer. But when he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, don't you know he became one of the greatest ministers in the New Testament? Not only God changed his heart, but God changed his name from Saul to Paul. So know that the same God that did it for them is the same one that could do it for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. God, we speak, God, that you come in, God. You see every need, every concern right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak in God, that you bring a word right now, God, that you bring your word right now, God. There were ministers that was saved and delivered the people that are in need right now. In the name of Jesus, say about everything you stand for. We bind every problem. We bind every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, we break the devil's back. We cancel his assignment and send him back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every stronghold right now. In the name of Jesus, every addiction, every uh, spirit of alcoholism, every ill thought right now. In the name of Jesus, every look like every undecisive spirit right now that the devil try to put forth in God's people, we send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we denounce every anger spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, every look like every hurt right now, we send it back to the pits of hell. Every spirit of rejection right now, we send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of unforgiveness, we denounce it right now. In the name of Jesus, every self-blame right now, in the name of Jesus, send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we even bind the spirit of like divorce or breaking up right now. God, we speak in a word of communicating, God. Communicate, God. Give them that desire to communicate, God. Give them that, that desire to reconcile right now. In the name of Jesus, we even bind the spirit of abuse. Somebody that's been abused right now. Somebody been abused physically and mentally right now. They feel like that's all that they're good for. God, we speaking, God, that you give them that identity, God. Give them the identity that you have made them, God. 
made them for, God, and made them in, God. Let them know that they are valuable, God. And even let them know, God, God, let them know, God, that that's not what you made them for, God. Let them know that that's not their identity right now, God. God, we speaking, God, even for those who are searching or looking for love right now, God, those who are single, God, and desire to be uh, in a committed relationship, God, help them to understand the committed relationship with you first, God. Let them know, God, how to be treated. That's male or female, God, how to be treated, God. Let them know, God, what to expect and what to inspect right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we even speaking right now, God, that you give them that desire, God, to trust your leading right now, God. And God, help them, God, not only to consult you, God, but even accept what you reveal right now. In the name of Jesus, Satan, we bind everything you stand for. We counsel your assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking right now, God, wholeness, God. We speaking deliverance. We speaking victory right now. In the name of Jesus, we speaking word of healing right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we bind every bipolar spirit right now. We denounce that bipolar spirit right now and send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of every speech impediment right now, we denounce that and send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, every lustful spirit, we denounce it and send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for filling us with your spirit right now, God. Helping us, God, to be forgiven, God, and forgive ourselves, God, and accept your love, accept your identity right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we speak in a word of a purpose, God. We speak in a word of deliverance right now, God. Victory and peace, God. Joy right now. In the name of Jesus. Healing right now, God. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you, Lord, for regulating the mind of your people right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. Right now, we want to thank Minister Tim for coming on the air. Right now, Minister Tim, would you like to have any closing remarks? I've just enjoyed the show. I've been blessed. And uh, I'm just, everybody in Radio Land, in 2019, let's not let the enemy defeat us, but let's just go higher in God. And if you uh, find yourself making mistakes, or uh, just just repent and come on back to God. And if you stay around the fire, that's what the old people say. If you keep stay around the fire, wherever the fire is hot, and stay on your knees and pray and begin to fellowship with God, we can do this thing together. And when you find yourself in difficult times, we ask that you would just turn on the radio and listen to us on this station. And we will try to uh, inspire you in some way and somehow to encourage you into doing the things of God that's necessary in your life to bring peace, joy, and the perfect happiness that God is trying to give you in this hour. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. We want to thank Minister Tim for coming in and giving us uh, a word from heaven. And also uh, thank each and everyone who called in and uh, participated on the show. Uh, there are some people that I try to, Make sure I give a person the opportunity to come in. But even those who just want to listen, I thank God for you. I hope and pray that this uh, episode, this podcast, minister to you. 
I want to thank each and every one who are tuned in, who supported this program. If you have any suggestions on topics, future topics or future episodes, feel free to contact me on Facebook. Uh, I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You can see my daily devotions and videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, You can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotion, upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities towards their families, their children, their spouse, or even their children's mother, to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. And also it have more nuggets in there also. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night. Mm-hmm.